Hello and bienvenido San Antonio. Welcome to the Alamo Hour, discussing the people, places, and passion that make our city. My name is Justin Hill, a local attorney, a proud San Antonioan, and keeper of chickens and bees. On the Alamo Hour, you'll get to hear from the people that make San Antonio great and unique and the best kept secret in Texas. We're glad that you're here. Okay, welcome to the Alamo Hour. Today's guest is Jody Newman. Jody is the chief friend of the Friendly Spot, soon enough to be hopefully two Friendly Spots. She mentors small business through Cafe Commerce. She was the first ever Queen Anchovy, which is how we met and became great friends to I this know. day, a random fiesta event, which is one of the reasons I love San Antonio, honestly, is fiesta is this weird thing where you make lifelong friends, which yeah. that's where we met. It happened. Um, we asked Jody on here today. We're going to talk about small business, small business mentorship, and honestly, what's going on today. The biggest thing, the gorilla in the room, the elephant in the room is, is mm-hmm. coronavirus and how small businesses have been affected. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Justin. I'm happy to be here. All right. So we're going to start with what I'm going to start with everybody with a little bit of just sort of random background about you. Do you have any pets? I do not have any pets. Do you have human pets? Uh, Yeah, I have uh, two kids, two wonderful kids. I have a 14-year-old son named Wilson, um, who is a freshman at Holy Cross um, on the west side. And then I have a daughter named Simone, who is in the fourth grade. Okay, what is your favorite place to eat in town right now? I know there's a million, but right now, what is it? Yeah, my super favorite place to hang out without a shadow of a doubt is the Dakota East Side Ice House on Hackberry. And um, if you have not had their pork queso, you have not lived. All right, I've seen you and Steve post from there yeah, quite a so bit. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, I still haven't been there. You I've got it. Got you have go. to. Okay, another thing, everybody's got sort of this weird hidden gem thing in San Antonio when you tell people, okay, you visit San Antonio, but to be a PhD tourist, you've got to go to this or do this thing. What is your hidden gem? I think for you to experience San Antonio fully, uh, I think you must go to the Esquire Tavern. For me, it's the downstairs. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Such a great hidden gem. Okay, we're going to get into this more in a second, but you're very involved outside of your job, which everybody in town knows what the friendly spot is unless they've sure. lived under a rock. But <laughs> what are some of your sort of biggest involvement outside projects? So, you know, interestingly enough, several years ago, I uh, I was spread so thin. I had the friendly spot ice house. I had uh, uh, interests in other ice houses, I joke that when I see an ice house, the more dilapidated it is, the more I want it. Um, So I'm super into ice houses. I started spreading myself thin, and several years ago, my husband said, uh, pick a lane, sweetie. So I decided to choose Launch SA, which is San Antonio's small business incubator. We also have the first culinary um, accelerator in the country called Break Fast Launch. And I sit on the advisory board. I'm also a mentor at Launch SA. And oddly enough, I think it's the, been the greatest school of my life as well. Um, so I do a lot of my uh, weekly, monthly, yearly efforts goes to uh, Launch SA. I'm also active in Fiesta Corneation, which I was the um, invented royalty in, uh, several years ago. The what Queen year was Anchovy. That? Um, I, I believe it's 2014. I was trying to remember. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Yeah. And uh, I was the queen anchovy one. 
Um, and then I'm also active in a new, relatively new movement happening down in my neighborhood called Southtown, the Arts District, applying for cultural district status and just supporting the creatives um, and creative sustainability in Southtown. So those are my those are my passions, um, but certainly Launch SA is my jam. Okay. Uh, I assume if I talk to you in a year from now, you're going to have a new list probably. I mean, well, I hope not. You know, I'm hoping that I'm old enough to actually start committing. All right. <laughs> and Launch SA is business mentorship. Is that correct? That's correct. It's essentially the 311 for small business in San Antonio. Okay. Um, any odd hobbies? A lot of people would really laugh, but I actually have a butterfly garden. I'm super into butterflies and chrysalis and caterpillars and all of that. Um, I also um, well known for cruising my uh, cruiser bikes around Southtown, uh, either with my husband, my mother, or my children. Okay. Um, how are the milkweed doing? They're doing really great. We actually, I we have eleven caterpillar caterpillars currently today, um, from a monarch that I knew was pretty much producing. So <laughs> we went over those on New Year's. Yeah, was it New Year's we looked at yes. those. Yes. Um, okay. Next question: What is the one thing you think San Antonio needs that it doesn't have? And that's a very broad question, but it's it's left up to you. Uh, to tell you the truth, right now, uh, as funny as it sounds, I think that San Antonio um, has a slower pace. A lot of people would say we need a faster pace. But I think we're actually on a sustainable pace for the exception of one thing. I think we need improved mass transit, and we need it immediately. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. When I was younger, uh, I had a mullet. So yeah. what was that terrible trend you followed when you were younger? Mm. So I actually, uh, uh, I have an Olin Mills, but picture <laughs> my senior picture, Olin Mills with this like pose that I was in. Um, I always had a Bob. I was always the tallest girl, but, uh, in that photo, I know it's hard to believe, but I was wearing orange and I had gold earrings on. <laughs> Big hoop gold earrings. Can we get a copy? Yeah, no, no, no. I have it. I'll send it to okay. you. It's right. hilarious. I'll hold you to that. Yeah. What year did you move to San Antonio? Uh, I lived, started living in San Antonio full time in 2002. Oh, so you've been here a while. Yeah. Okay. I know your favorite Fiesta event is Corniation. So what is your second favorite? So actually my... Uh, one of my most favorite Fiesta events is the King William Fair. And I've been the volunteer to put the kids float together for years because my kids have, um, have always been in it. I also love the Southwest School of Arts and Crafts um, Arts Fair. It's pretty fabulous. That's where we met. Yeah. yeah. All right. And finally, what do you think will be the best thing about having a November Fiesta? Uh, so, you know, interestingly enough, I always, um, you know, think about beer when it comes to that stuff. So I'm, I've recently found out from one of my fabulous distributors, Ralph Good, um, who is my Glazier's dude, that Fiesta and Worst Fest are the same week. Uh -oh. So, you know, Fiesta is one of those <laughs> things where, you know, like if you do it right, you don't remember. 
And so, I mean, it's, listen, November Fiesta. Well, first of all, big shout out to the Fiesta Commission and Ron Nuremberg for their leadership in not canceling Fiesta, but postponing it because it saved thousands and thousands of local vendors um, from significant financial sure. hardship. So that I feel like that that was such a great decision. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Do you think also, we'll- my Fiesta this year, my medal is good, and what I want to be able to use it. And you mean now you get to use it because it will make it here in time? <laughs> yeah. Because that's sure. what my big concern yeah, was. Yeah, that's right, yeah. for sure. Okay, let's just let's get to it. I want to talk to you about sort of, let me tell you the way I feel about what's going on okay. is that I am insulated because I am in a job and a career that is not going to have as much of a negative effect as so many other jobs are. I'm sure, sure. we are going to feel it. I'm sure we're going to have a problem as well. But the hospitality industry, as we sit here right now recording this, who knows by the time it airs what's going on. But yes. as we record this, the hospitality industry and the entertainment industry are really the only in San Antonio that have been really locked down. I mean, fair? That's right. I see things online, and we're going to go over those, like bare necessity and culinaria and all mm-hmm. these to-go menus and all of those, and they feel good to try, but they also feel like putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. What is your advice, let's start with, for the people that their jobs have been lost because of this? What advice do you have as a, as a small business mentor? What, what kind of guidance can you give for people? Sure. So over the past 72 hours, I've spoken, or I've had the pleasure of speaking to um, almost 100 of our, our food and beverage operators at all different levels. Um, what, I, what I will say, first of all, is that there's nothing fair about this. And these are people who are in one of the riskiest industries of all time anyway, and a lot of them have made it. And so if left uh, to continue doing what they were doing, uh, some would succeed and some would fail. So for some people, this is really speeding up the failure and really the personal financial ruin of their life. To those people, um, there's really not much you can say to them. I mean, this is the loss of their investment. Sometimes they cashed out their 401k. Sometimes they use their entire savings. I mean, we're talking about true financial ruin. It's also very difficult sometimes to say to those people that there are people that are losing their lives because the the statistics that are coming out are that there will be hundreds of personal bankruptcies for every death from the coronavirus. So the fallout from that is significant. So the one thing I would encourage people to do um, is understand, don't judge. When someone is calling you and they want to vent, listen. Don't tell them what to do, okay? Because most of these people are successful and they got there. They got there on their own with their own sweat and their own grit and their money. And so I'm seeing two different directions. One is a a direction of preservation, and that is the direction that I have gone. I've realized that the jobs that I have created um, in speaking with my employees, they don't want to be unemployed forever. They want their jobs back and 30, 45, 60 days, whenever we're allowed to operate. And so my commitment to them is that I'm going to do every single thing in my power to keep healthy 
so that when we open, we can have full staff and we can have product to sell. We actually sell a physical item, so we have to invest in that. Sure. Okay. Then you are seeing groups like Culinaria, which in my opinion, Culinaria is the most well-equipped nonprofit in San Antonio, food-related, to get the message out there. Culinaria has done a fantastic job. They're not only one of the best event throwers in this town. I mean, I know you've been to events thrown by Culinaria. But I think that Culinaria, their response to this has been amazing. It's been immediate. And I'm a little embarrassed. What is Culinaria's, I mean, I know they're not a nonprofit, but what is yes. their actual mission? So Culinaria is, is a, a lot of the reason why San Antonio's uh, gastronomy is on the map. Culinaria is a nonprofit that tells the story. It tells our stories um, of how we got there and how we created um, what are some of San Antonio's greatest treasures. And um, that, that is their job. They also, they don't toot their horn a lot. So that's why a lot of people don't know them. But they do assist um, uh, with uh, food and beverage uh, staff when they go through hard times, when they get ill. They have children that say get cancer. Um, so uh, when I saw that Culinario was heading up a, a to-go restaurant week and stuff, in, in my opinion, that's the, that was the best option for something to succeed. Did that come out of the blue or was it, I should know this, but, or was that restaurant week that just flipped to a to-go menu? That's restaurant week. Um, they already had the process and the procedures for restaurant week and restaurant week is extremely popular yeah. here in San Antonio. And so with, um, they were speaking with a lot of chefs and a lot of, um, industry insiders and that's how they came up with the to go and the curbside. Okay. You, I listened to one of your previous podcasts today with the restaurant industry podcast. Sure, okay. yeah. So one of the things that he highlighted in, in in yours, and one thing you highlighted was that you listen to your staff. Yeah, um, for sure. How are they? Well, you know, they're down. They know that um, they know that they are they were being safe. They know that we were making decisions to social distance. That we are in an outdoor environment. And frankly, they feel like the world needs a friendly spot right now. They're down, but they're not out. Um, I just had some great response from my staff that did not want to file for unemployment because they thought it was going to hurt me and Steve. A lot of our people have been with us a long time. They gave me their feedback, and they trust me to do the right thing. And what they want is their jobs back. They want to be making the caliber of money that they were making the day we closed. And I want to toot the friendly spots horn a little bit one day you kind of offhand told me what y'all's turnover rate was and it was it was just insane compared to every other industry job y'all don't yeah. have people that leave y'all y'all have people that stick around we really do and to tell you the truth until the day we closed we had two we were staffing up for the spring and we had a bar staff position open and a kitchen staff position open i mean up until the very end, we were hiring, right? Yeah. I mean, so I think, you know, and the and and my, <laughs> the people that work for the friendly spot are some of the greatest people <laughs> in the world. I mean, some of them I know very well socially. You know, some of them 
I don't really know anything at all. Like we have a, a joke that we have this one staff member that's been with us for over five years, but we joke he's in like the witness protection program. <laughs> you know, so I think there's, um, we're going to deal with this as a family, but um, as a friendly family. But for me, the day that I can get those people back to work, that's what I'm fighting for. That's what I'm, that's what I'm preparing for. And for, Hopefully we have listeners that have never been to the friendly spot because they don't live in San Antonio. Sure. Y'all, y'all are one of, and, and recently y'all started selling alcohol, but until yeah. then y'all were sort of a beer and wine That's right. and really beer for the yeah. most part. And one of the largest beer sellers in South Texas. Fair. Yes, for sure. And I will tell you that it took us 10 years to be rate beers, best place to have a beer uh, a cold beer in the state of Texas. Very cool. And that award came the month that my husband and I got our mixed beverage permit, which for people that don't know is that allows us to have liquor. And so we sort of joked like, is this God telling us something different? But we were definitely able to take and make some um, friendly cocktails on tap and friendly frozens that have been uh, great sellers. My staff, one of the things that several of them said to me, on Wednesday and Thursday was that we were about to have a record year. And, uh, and they wanted me to know that they knew that. And they wanted me to know that this was taking that away from us. And, uh, you know, I love them for that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, I was thinking about this. The last time I felt this ominous feeling, this really dark, sullen cloud feeling was when Harvey was coming in. And basically we were all told we were going to flood even in That's San right. Antonio. That's right. And we all weathered the storm at the friendly spot. That's we right. all sat there and that, thought we're going to yeah. stay here until we got to go home. And yeah, we got lucky. It never happened. But I remember thinking that was the last time I felt this feeling and I felt it at the friendly spot. No, no offense. I'm yeah, spot, obviously. True. As it relates to the state of Texas opening up the the regulations regarding uh, delivery of alcohol, yeah, what has been the friendly spots take on that? I know you posted on Facebook, "Hey, my fellow bar owners, take a look at your liability insurance." That's right. Which I was very proud of you coming Thanks. from the industry <laughs> I come from. I mean, it's an important thing for people to think about. But it was also something you told me sort of off 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 the record before we got started about how that kind of was a scary thing once you started looking into it. Can you talk to us about whether or not the friendly spot's going to join in the d- delivery? And sure. if so, why, why not? So I think that there is an overall, there, there are two ways that you're seeing um, our fantastic local businesses, our local food and beverage businesses um, move forward on this. One, um, is that they are hunkering down and closing. You are seeing a lot of your uh, of your places that you know and love. They're they're not open. They're not open for any product. Um, the second is you see people trying to pivot. Uh, I think pivoting is great. Um, I don't think that you can do it in seventy two hours super effectively. Uh, that that's my own opinion. Uh, there are people in this town that you would talk to right now that they're saying that they're they're having a different reaction than that. Um, as far as the the delivering of the alcohol, you know, having the privilege to have an alcohol permit in the state of Texas comes with a lot of responsibility. And my my goal is to ensure that my responsibility is covered and not put me and my staff and my family into a situation where we maybe wouldn't be covered or we have excess liability that 
that would definitely go against, which was my number one decision, which I made this week, which was the friendly spot will reopen. And when we reopen, we will reopen strong. So that that's essentially, that's essentially after speaking to my, my attorney, um, Andy Tiwari, who, uh, Justin Hill knows very well. And, uh, uh, my, uh, insurance carrier, uh, I just made the decision that at this time we're not going to do it because I'm not sure that I feel it's necessary. Uh, right now we're, we're going to be shut down in my opinion, I think 30 days. If it would go longer then I reserve the right to change my mind. Sure. <laughs> um, I saw that Johnny uh, Hernandez is turning one of his restaurants into a market. Yes. Um, you have food delivery. You've yes. got alcohol delivery. Um, you've got all these people sort of pivoting into different directions. Is it fair to say the friendly spot and, and the Newman-owned businesses are going to kind of sit tight, stick to your core competencies, and kind of see how this storm Yeah, weathers? that's correct. I think in a lot of ways I can't deliver what the friendly spot sells. I uh, can't deliver that to you. Oh, fair. Um, but you sure can get it in 943 so South Alamo. So how do I protect 943 South Alamo? That's my number one uh, priority. That includes all the jobs that go with it. That includes the, the revenue that we create, the uh, charitable giving that we uh, provide, the taxes that we pay. All of that matters. Um, and there is some pressure, right? Because a lot of us feel like, man, if we blow this, not our people aren't just out of jobs for right now. They're out of a job forever. So, um, so it's a, it's a tough decision. I spoke with one of my favorite bar owners, um, on Friday and he was just like, I just can't believe people ex expect me to turn my wonderful, fabulous bar that it took me years to create into a delivery service in 24 hours. And then they, they think that's going to pay the bills. Sure. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of frustration, you know? Um, and that's what I say. We, if you have friends in food and beverage service industry, whether they're owners, operators, managers, part-time, full-time, whatever they are, just listen, you know? And, and that's, so I've thought a lot about this because in my, let me just say this generally human beings are either seem to be taking the approach of the sky's falling, mm -hmm. sometimes rightfully, sometimes wrongfully, mm -hmm. or how can I sort of seize opportunities in this because there are needs that are not being met. And I, I wonder when I think about the service industry, how do you come out of this if part of your sort of um, – patronage, which the friendly mm -hmm. spot has a full a range of people. I mean, it is socioeconomically diverse. That's it correct. is every way diverse as possible. But I think a large percentage of the people that go to the friendly spot are going to be people that have been very hardly affected by this shutdown, whether through Agreed. job or some other way. Have you been thinking through how are, how are we going to be able to service these people who maybe no longer have as much disposable income when we come out of this? I mean, you're a business mentor. Yeah. You give advice to businesses. What would be your advice to businesses that rely upon that group of people that have been hardest hit when we get out of this? Sure. So, you know, you have to know your business. You have to be able to say, listen, I know what we are. The Friendly Spot is a place where our average tab – our average tab is $17. I mean, that's it. We, we are not a place that uh, people spend a ton of money at, and that's okay. We're good with that. Um, it keeps us responsible. 
It keeps our uh, customers safe. Uh, we do it in volume, right? So we don't need three, like, really good friends. We like, you know, a hundred cool <laughs> friends. All right. And so I, I really think that if we have to change all of that, it takes way more than 72 hours to do that. It takes time. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a, a small business owner, entrepreneur mindset, just like anybody else that we're talking about right now. I am, have ideas. <laughs> I already have ideas. I've been writing them down. I've been, you know, even my kids, they want to start a movement. Where's the ground beef? Who has all the ground beef, right? I think anyone who is sort of creative at this point in time, they're thinking that. So all of these ideas that I have that I'm thinking through that I need to ask my advisors about and I have to all of this, I then have to decide again, am I going to invest my money into that idea? Sure. And you are seeing um, uh, bars and restaurants that are pivoting. They are investing their money in these ideas. Um, I just haven't found an idea that I, I'm, I feel comfortable investing my money in yet sure. about how am I going to pivot um, pivot this situation because I don't want to be good for the next 10 days. You know, right. I want to be good. I want to open strong. What, what do you think sort of is the outside end of what most people can weather in your industry? So you said, I mean, what are we on right now? About a week of being shut down? Yeah, not even like four days. So <laughs> what do you think is going to be sort of that, that crunch point for most in the industry? So I think there's a good chance that we've already lost a, a percentage. Okay. And, and is uh, that because most, bear with me because yeah, I don't understand because I run understand. a very different world, uh, sort of how our businesses operate. It, are that many businesses, it, let me be honest while I'm asking this, I sit around and I hear people on TV and wherever else say, well, if they didn't put away money for a rainy day, to hell with them. Sure. And, and, and is that the is that the reality that some of these businesses are running that thin or is it more likely that a lot of these businesses are up and trying to build something and because of their trying to build something, they are on thin margins? I mean, what sure. is it? All of those things. So the first thing I think um, I've been trying to tell people is let's, let's not solve all the world's problems right now. Okay. There's a lot of issues in the food and beverage industry. Um, now is not the time to try to fix them all, Right. Um, people will talk about healthcare, paid sick leave, all of these different things, you know. Um, food and beverage is a very slim margin. It's a very slim margin business to begin with. Fact. So if you're new, if you're 24 months or less, there's a likelihood you have not turned a profit yet. Okay. Uh, so then your revenue stops. Sure. How long can you sustain? Yeah. Right? You haven't even turned a profit yet. Um, it's This is a very labor-intensive business, and it's very difficult. There's a lot of us out here. I mean, there's so many different factors. Um, I hope to dispel in this that, you know, food and beverage owners and operators do care about our staff. Um, we do. Uh, our people do make good money. This is... You know, this is one of those things where I said, choose understanding over judgment. 
Um, just because a business is going to go under uh, in the next 30 days, it doesn't mean they did anything wrong. I even said to a reporter, how long do you think you would have your job if no revenue came in? (laughs) I mean, Delta Airlines is asking people to take unpaid time off. They are a billion-dollar company. Okay, are we really sure we want to come down on mom-and-pop neighborhood place for doing the same thing? They've paid into unemployment. Let their people collect it. Yeah. Right now is not the time to demonize your local small food and beverage businesses because while we are shut down, there are people making record profits. Totally fair. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, one thing I think people forget, and honestly, it's taken me such a long time to learn it is being a small business owner means you know everything about business in terms of just the, you don't have all the answers, obviously, but- I know what it means that I have to report certain things to the state on a quarterly basis. Sure. And when I started working for a bigger firm, which I'm sure is true for bigger businesses, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, you all of a sudden realize there are so many hoops to jump through and there are so many barriers to entry. And if you can finally get on the right side of that sort of profit, you know, white, red yeah. or black and red. Once you get on the right side of it, it's very good feeling, but you understand all those hurdles that have to jump through. That's and right. The demonizing of a small business is, is crazy. You see on the table, well, the hell with them if they didn't put away money. I mean, totally. Could you imagine? To yeah. So uh, it, it, it's a fact. 67 cents on every dollar that you spend at a local family business stays in your community. Um, most of us have supported the schools in our neighborhoods and the people around us more than you would ever know. Uh, There are a lot of angels in this world that don't have to post everything on social media. For years, people, your food and beverage establishments, your neighborhood hangouts have helped people you don't know. And so the thought would be is that now, instead of judgment on them, right, even to the point where people saying, you need to shut down because of blank. You know, I know some of the people who are serving to go, they're under great pressure to close. They can be open. I understand your opinion, but these, we are talking about people that are going to lose their livelihoods, everything that they have. Right. And so we've got to give human beings a break and and that that's what that's what my message has really been the past seventy two. And you hours. made a good point. I saw somebody's meme on on whatever social media. It was sort of like, "Hey guys, all those businesses that always contributed to your kids' soccer teams, sure, now's the time that they need help." What is the way to help, though? I mean, I mean, yeah. What is an actual meaningful way to help at this point? So to tell you the truth, I'm not sure there's an answer to that. And that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I think we can ask our leaders to make smart decisions. We can support our leaders in their decisions. Ask your leaders to speak to the food and beverage owners and operators. Um, When you see someone giving harsh judgment against a food and beverage operator or service industry individual, call them out. Hey, give that person a break. I mean, all of this sounds really good, right? Oh, you don't have to file your taxes for 90 days. 
Y'all, that's not for us, okay? <laughs> SBA loans, they're 60, 90, 120 days out. How do these business owners get there? Um, really, the only active program uh, right now is unemployment. And I was glad to get a message from um, State Representative Diego Bernal saying that the 10-day waiting period has been waived for unemployment. We still have to say, though, that 1.5 million Texans from the hospitality and um, uh, food and beverage industry have, have applied for unemployment in the past 10 days. Yeah, and it's going to go up. And it's going up. So I do appreciate uh, 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 Diego Bernal and what he's doing. He's getting the information out there. And so, you know, he's one, uh, he's a leader that's li uh, listening to us. But I'd encourage people to contact their city council people, contact the mayor, contact your state representatives, your Bear County commissioners, and say, hey, this all sounds good, but as of right now, there's really no program to help these service industry and hospitality. Um, there's supposedly some stuff coming down the pipe federally, but how long? And I think it's know? a good time to kind of remind everybody we hear about this for everybody in America. You hear about all these, every newspaper, every TV stations. But in San Antonio, we're the largest hospitality city sure. in Texas and one of the largest in America. So for San Antonio, yeah. it's very acute. The problem is very acute. So this isn't yeah. part of our world in San Antonio. This is a very large part of our world in San Antonio. Yeah, and I think that for every owner and operator... I think whatever you you think you should be doing right now is right. Yeah. I I really do. I I think if you have made a decision, you can always change your mind. So whatever you're thinking right now, the direction that you're going is right. Um, the moment you feel like it's not right, talk to your advisors, call your friends in the industry, contact Launch SA, <laughs> um, who's going to be having a lot of web resources. Join the Launch SA Facebook groups. Um, uh, Ryan Saltz, he's the director of Launch SA. Contact him directly. He will get you in touch with whomever you need to speak to to try to figure out, hey, is what I'm doing correct? Um, you know, you can email me. My email is Jody, J-O-D-Y, at thefriendlyspot.com. Um, I'm happy to talk to you about your decisions, but... I, I want our small business owners to know it is your gut and your gumption and your risk tolerance that got you here. Don't abandon that now. No, I think that's a, that's a great point. I also do not want this to be all gloom and doom. I want to talk to you a little bit. We're coming mm -hmm. out of Corona at some point. The mm -hmm. sun's going to shine and San Antonio is going to be this beautiful Sure, 90 degrees been. next week, they're saying. <laughs> and honestly, I told, I told Lindsay that today. I, I told her that is going to be really good to see how that affects the virus. I mean, that actually might be fantastic for this. It might be weather, you know, weather might affect transmission rates. We don't know, yeah. but it's good to see. So, you know, who's a good person to follow for that is, uh, is Dr. Sharice Rohr Allegrini, public health, uh, doctor on Facebook. Uh, she's a Southtown resident and she is putting out some fantastic information on her Facebook page. I encourage everybody to tell her to come on follow her i need to connect you guys yeah, i'm telling to you 
Um, I'm also, I attended a meeting with the top public health official in San Antonio. Her name is Dr. Don Emmerich and she's impressive. She's lively. She curses in front of uh, groups, which I love. <laughs> and uh, so I feel like public health wise in San Antonio, we, um, we have got some of the greatest minds that you could possibly have here making the decisions and, and, and helping our leaders understand the, uh, the, uh, the consequences of the decisions that they're making. Yeah. Um, the public health side is fascinating to me and I could talk totally. about that forever. Me too. Um, and as an aside, how's your family doing? Yeah, my family's doing really well, you know, um, healthy. Yeah. I was very excited to see that, um, Holy Cross of San Antonio, was an online, had an online platform anyway. So actually right after spring break, my son went back to school. Now he's doing it from home in his room, but, uh, but he has been doing schoolwork for a week now. Um, my daughter, uh, it goes to SAISD and they are now starting to put out some schedules. Um, my husband is doing fantastic. He's just, you know, figuring out what else he can put on draft. <laughs> Uh, draft systems and my mom and my sisters, everyone is, is doing great. Good. So we're just, you know, we're like everyone else. We're trying to stay home. What's the friendly going to do with the inventory? So that's a good question, right? So we do have some inventory that we feel like, um, I don't know, we're talking about doing maybe a virtual Southtown porch party. There have been a couple of uh, uh, local businesses that have contacted us and said, hey, you know, uh, what we've got, what we've got right now, where it's still good because it's being stored at the proper temperature for a certain amount of time. So we may do something fun with it. I don't know. The rain has not helped. Yeah, uh, we had planned on doing something uh, yesterday evening, but because of the rain, it was not. It was not good. But look for us to do a couple of things that are fun, community minded. Um, get rid of some of get rid of some of what we have, uh, some of our beer inventory. Uh, it will, it, it will last longer than 90 days. Um, there are some laws that are supposedly coming down the pipe that may help us handle some of that, but, um, look for some, maybe some fun stuff going in. And we did make some donations to, um, local charities with food product and that okay. type of thing. Okay. So. I was about to say you're giving beer away to charities. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> you know. Okay. So this was, <laughs> we all feel like a charity now, dude. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of us should help as though you are. I mean, I've tried to explain this to people, how important there's certain people in San Antonio that were very important in my life. And you're one of them without ever Thank knowing you. it. Honestly, you were, there was, you know, we all have ups and downs in life. And I yeah. met you at what I felt was one of my downest of downs. And yeah. it was during Fiesta and I was getting out and I was doing things. And I met you and Steve and I was met a whole new group of people through you and Steve. And honestly, it was very important for me in a way yeah. you never know. And I think that's sort of the strange thing about San Antonio. And I try yes. to explain to San Antonio to people and you can't really explain. So you just can feel San Antonio. Yeah. And I, I tell that story and they're like, okay, so you met, you met some people at a thing. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. very hard to get the point across, yeah. but I think there are businesses right now that still have not been affected the way that hospitality has. And Agreed. I hope they will step up. And that's what I sort of asked you for people like me. I want to step up. You, 
it's just hard to know how to. Sure. So it's still very early, right? I mean, the mayor only announced this on Wednesday. Sure. Today is Sunday. We're very early in. Uh, when I talk about that there are angels out there, I legitimately have, have had people in my life contact me and say, may I help someone today? Uh, they've asked me for a Venmo or a or PayPal or a cash app of one of my staff members that maybe helped them when they were down or that they've known a long time or, you know, are they mothers or fathers? Uh, legitimately, just people in my life who have decided to gift to others, right? It doesn't have to be this big, dramatic thing. It doesn't have to be anything other than I, I will do this. We will this week be setting up a way if people would like to send the staff of the Friendly Spot um, uh, funds or help or anything like that. Uh, we've got that coming down the pipe. But right now, I think it was just important for everyone to take a minute, right, and sort of mourn um, what is happening, you know, like all the stages of grief that we've all been sure. through. And, you know, this new this week is a new week. It's, uh, it's going to be a different world for a lot of us. So, I mean, let's give each other a break, I think, is the biggest thing. But if you want to help, uh, someone that works for us or B and D Ice House. You can email me legitimately, Jody at thefriendlyspot.com. I'll give you the name of a person and their Venmo. And if you feel like providing for them, they will happily take it. Because I tell you what will happen at the end of this is when I I expect ninety percent of my staff to be um back up and running when we are back up That's and great. running. Let me tell you something. They're going to give you the same great service that they gave you before we closed. <laughs> even I the mean, witness protection guy? Yeah, even wi <laughs> even witness protection, I'm telling you. I mean, I would say his name, but I'm afraid he wouldn't even want me to say that. We were joking like... I feel like I know. Yeah, we were taking like pictures of staff, and my uh, daughter joked. She was like, oh, for Mr. Blank, we should draw a stick figure. <laughs> you know, I mean... Or the silhouette with a question mark. Totally. <laughs> okay, so Fiesta was going to be part of this discussion, so we're, we're going to power through, and Fiesta is okay, still going to be part of this it. discussion. What is corneation? Uh, Fiesta corneation is uh, the raunchiest, cheapest Fiesta event, uh, one of the most longest-running, and it benefits San Antonio's AIDS-related charities. Okay. There's a couple charities now that are beneficiaries of corneation. For sure. Fact, Thrive Youth Center. What is Thrive? Beat AIDS and uh, San Antonio AIDS Foundation, and they may have added others. Uh, Thrive is the youth center, deals with um, LGBTQ uh, youth. They're very strong, and they're very effective, and uh, they do really good work especially intervening with our youth. Um, in the world we live in today, it's not always the nicest world. So imagine putting that together with that you're not mature enough to know that those people are just dicks, sure. you know? And so this is a great thing. Also, abusive households, children who are in danger, they do a great job. Uh, Beat AIDS is a wonderful charity. They do a lot of community outreach, a lot of grassroots 
And then San Antonio AIDS Foundation is San Antonio's or Bear County's largest uh, um, AIDS charity. And so they do a fantastic job too. And there are six showings of the show. This is correct. Six shows, three days. It will be in November. And uh, it's the second week. Yeah. it, yes, I want to say it's the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, but don't quote me on it. Yeah, I can't remember either. I and uh, and this year, I have to admit, my outfit is going to be... Raunchy? Embarrassing to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing to my mother. <laughs> and for people that haven't been, it's sort of a rundown of... Well, it's not a rundown of anything. It is a running over of current events and, That's right. and whatnot. I always like to to say to our you know popular relevant people that are always a subject of the show or or our leaders is that you know how you know you're relevant someone is playing you in corniation. <laughs> All right? right, fair enough. So that's how you know you're relevant. All right, it's always at the it's always at the Empire. Always at the Empire. Tickets uh, will go on sale. It'll be in a similar fashion. I mean, I know there's a lot of ah uh, Fiesta, but the one thing I think is important for all of us to remember is Fiesta is coming. All right, and who is King Anchovy this year? King Anchovy is Jesse Mata, who um, is an executive at USAA. He's sort of a popular guy about town. And a lot of people don't know this, but he is one of the main script writers of the Corneation script, which is every year one of the funniest things that will ever go into your ears. Um, he's also on the board of Fiesta Corneation. And I, th- I think he's been an MC every year I've gone. Would that be correct? He has not been an MC, but he uh, essentially he writes and helps produce the show. Oh, he's not an MC with Elaine? No, uh-uh. Who's it with Elaine? Uh, Rick Frederick normally. Okay. Um, so it's got, listen, it's going to be really fun. Okay. All right. Trust me. Trust um, me on that. Do y'all have any involvement in, in Fiesta other than Corneation anymore? Uh, or is Corneation sort of the main thing you're involved in? Corneation is the main thing. And then, of course, we, uh, Friendly Spot Ice House sponsors the Southtown Kids Float and the King William Fair. And uh, I do a lot of drinking during Fiesta. So well, that's my, my main affiliation with, uh, with Fiesta is, is, drink, is drinking. <laughs> well, Jody, when we get through this, I want to get you on to talk about launch. I want to get okay. you on to talk about all of those things. It's okay. just that was the plan. But what's sure. going on right now? I think you're a great voice for small business. Thank you. So I do want to let everybody know Facebook launch San Antonio. I know the public library is closed, but launch SA is upping their online and virtual mentoring. Contact launch SA. The director is Ryan Saltz. If you cannot get a hold of anyone there, email me, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at thefriendlyspot.com, um, and I will get you in touch with Ryan Saltz. But I think it's very, very important for our small businesses to have someone to talk to right now. I agree. I agree. And thank you for being on here. Thanks. Um, that's everything for today. I want to say thank you to Jody again for being here and discussing sort of small business in, in the time of corona, honestly. It's a, yeah. it's a terribly weird time. Uh, I'm going to end every episode, and this is is no different with who are my top three wish lists. Uh, If you know any and can help, please help. Yeah. Uh, Coach Bop. Okay. Robert Rivard or Jackie Earl Haley, I'd love to have on to talk to. Okay. Well, I want you to add to that list Dr. Sharice Rohr-Allegrini, public health consultant, 
And uh, I think you would just so enjoy speaking with her. And in the light of what's happening, I think any opportunity she has to drop some knowledge, factual knowledge on people. Perfect. uh, It's a good deal. Perfect. Well, thank you. I love you. Appreciate it. Love you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Alamo Hour. You are all what make this city so great. We hope you join us next week. In the meantime, subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash alamohour or our website, alamohour.com. Until next time, Viva San Antonio.